Hi, welcome to Shoe Speak HR. Uh, I am joined by the two Amys today. Hi, Amys, are we okay? Hello. Hi. Fab. So we're back for 2024. Uh, recording this first week in February feels a little bit late, but I think it's fine just because of the way um, the employment law year works with it being April and October. So we're going to do a little bit of horizon gazing as to, to what, what, what is coming down the tracks. Last year was dominated by the cost of living crisis, industrial action in, in various sectors, global conflicts uh, dominated the he headlines and, and created certainly economic headwinds. And that clearly had an impact and, and provided challenges for businesses within the UK. So um, we're going to get our crystal balls out uh, and to see what we can expect in terms of employment law changes only. We're not going to go wider than that into the geopolitical environment that we're all living in. A, because I don't think our listeners will want to listen to that. And B, I'm not sure how qualified we are. So Amy Anderson, do you want to kick us off? I can do. I've got the really exciting job of talking about changes to the working time regulations and Chupi. So uh, brace yourself, guys. Um, so yeah, the employment rights regulations came into effect on the 1st of January 2024. And there's a few, I suppose, key points for businesses to be aware of. I think the first one is that the regulations clarify that holiday pay for the purposes of the four weeks holiday derived from the working time directive will be calculated um, using the existing statutory definition of a week's pay plus payments which are intrinsically linked to the performance of tasks under the contract. So that would include things like commission, payments for professional personal status related to length of service or seniority or professional qualifications, and then payments such as overtime, which have been regularly paid to the worker over the previous 52-week period. So I think there has been a bit of uncertainty over what rules would apply come the 1st of January 2024, and particularly whether or not the government would choose to remove the distinction between the different types of leave. So just to kind of summarise, obviously under the Working Time Directive, we're entitled to four weeks holiday. And then by virtue of UK legislation, we're entitled to an additional 1.6 weeks. And I think there was a bit of a question mark over whether or not the government would continue to, to distinguish between the four weeks and the 1.6 or whether or not they just have one big kind of one, one big pot of annual leave, a, a total of 5.6 weeks. And I think the key distinction for employers, which I'm sure they're aware of already, is that the four weeks will be paid, as we've just discussed above, in accordance with the kind of normal remuneration and the 1.6 can continue to be paid at the rate of basic pay should employers kind of wish to do that. So I think effectively the regulations write EU case law into, into UK legislation. Um, the second thing for me to mention is to is that basically the regulations clarify that irregular hours workers and part year workers are entitled to holiday, um, which accrues at the rate of twelve point zero seven percent of the hours worked in the previous pay period. And I mean, I for one am glad that the twelve point zero seven percent calculation is very much back back in back in business. Um, and the other thing I suppose to to add about irregular and part-year workers is that in addition to that employers can choose to operate a system of rolled up holiday pay so basically pay holiday pay as an uplift to basic pay rather than paying it at the point at which holiday is is taken i think previously case law suggested that rolled up holiday pay was unlawful because it could um it could dissuade people from taking annual leave so that's kind of, that piece of case law has effectively been reversed in relation to irregular and part-year workers by virtue of the regulations. Um, last thing to flag on irregular workers, I should make clear, is that these start these rules start for leave years 
which start on or after the 1st of April 2024, so not yet currently applicable. And then finally, on the Tupi front, we've got that the regulations remove the requirement for employers to elect reps and for the purpose of informing and consulting where the business has 50 or fewer employees, sorry, has fewer than 50 employees or where the transfer is of fewer than 10 employees. I think so what basically the regulations say is that businesses can um, consult directly with the with the effective employees in these situations. I think again, in reality, a lot of businesses were probably taking this pragmatic approach where there weren't many where, where there weren't many employees due to transfer over. So I think this is helpful just to just to basically say to employers that that is actually an all right way of doing things rather than strictly speaking, having a requirement to elect reps, which isn't always practical when there's only a few um, a few people transferring. Again, although the regulations are in force, this these 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 this change in rules doesn't apply um until the first of July twenty twenty four. So its transfer is taking place on or after the first of July twenty twenty four. So that's me done on my two pin working time regulations update. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, Amy. And and I kind of echo what you alluded to. This is common sense legislation as far as as far as I see it. Um, I think holiday pay clarification, hallelujah, that's not taken too long, has it? Um, when did these cases start? Six, seven, maybe even 10 years ago. Um, and, and then like you say, the cheapest stuff is, is just been what's reflecting what's happened in practice for, for probably a number of years. Um, so Amy Leach with the, Amy Anderson's referred to quite a lot. Um, anything else happening? Yeah, so we've got um, quite a few pieces of legislation actually kind of waiting in the wings to be implemented. So one of them, for example, is the Carers Leave Act uh, 2023. So there were draft implementing regulations published in early December last year. Um, and if these are passed, then they will bring into force uh, from the 6th of April this year, the right for UK employees to take one week's unpaid carers leave. Um, and that would be for each leave year. And the purpose of that would be for them to provide or arrange care for a dependent uh, with a long-term care need. Um, So again, one to kind of watch um, as this year progresses. And then we've also got, um, there's been a lot in the news and kind of a lot of discussion around flexible working. So we have the Employment Relations Flexible Working Act 2023. um, And implementing regulations are required to bring in the various changes to the right to request flexible working laid down in the Act and drafts are awaited currently. Um, I know that ACAS are updating their code of practice on handling requests for flexible working, which will kind of sit alongside the regulations um, for people to to use and have as guidance as well. And then also alongside these regulations, we've got the Flexible Working Amendment Regulations 2023, which were published at the start of December last year. And if they're passed, um, they will actually remove the current 26 week service requirement to make flexible working requests on or after the 6th of April this year essentially making it a day one right which we've seen a lot of discussion about that and I think we've possibly spoken about that on past um podcasts as well so a couple of bits there to watch um that will come in um I suppose particularly in favor of the employee rather than the employer so things employers should be kind of have on their radar at least um and see what policies they've got in place at the moment to make sure they're ready um for these changes when they come in um Andy what what about you are there any other changes you see happening this year just a couple more. Um, so the, the Protection from Redundancy Pregnancy and Family Leave Act 2023 um, is uh, has kind of implemented draft regulations to the Maternity Leave, Adoption Leave and Shared Parental Leave Amendment Regulations 2024. 
uh, they were laid before the parliament on the 11th of December uh, and effectively seek to bring in with effect from 6th of April. So again, you know, kind of that, that magic number, the new financial year, um, additional protections by extending the right to be offered suitable alternative vacancies in a redundant situation for employees from the moment they tell their employee about the pregnancy until 18 months after the date of birth um, or in the case of adoption. Uh, 18 months after the child's placement or date they enter. So it's just, again, kind of employee-friendly, extending that that right um, to, you know, kind of, and I think that's, it's right to do that. You know, you I hear lots of personal stories from, from friends um, who have been, you know, kind of through the... Um, <laughs> through the maternity period and come back to work and 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 feel pressured into this and and equally you know kind of i i have had clients call me and so so and so has performed a lot better than you know kind of so and so whilst they've been off can we just get rid and you know so it, people's kind of memories can be quite short so i think extending that period of time is is a positive um in, in ensuring that we get the equality within you know kind of the workplace that, that everybody's striving for um and, and then secondly, we also have the Worker Protection um, Act 2023, which places a duty on employers to take reasonable steps to prevent sexual harassment of employees in the course of their employment. Um, could argue that that already exists, but again, I think this extension of that and kind of making that crystal clear and, and actually applying a, a penalty if if organizations don't of a 25 percent uplift um in cases of sexual harassment is something that that, it, that will be welcomed um across organizations and, and will just you know kind of place that positive obligation on organizations um this is expected to come into force a little bit later uh, so in the kind of second round of of amendments to employment legislation so that'll be october 2024 this year um assuming that that passes through um and you know kind of it, again it, i suspect we may well have an election and and it will depend on on what is on the government's plate to get all these things through but certainly this is this is the intention so we we anticipate that that is what will happen um so hopefully that's given everybody a little whistle stop tour um of of what to expect um you know kind of we we all know kind of working in hr working in employment law that it, it is an ever-changing landscape so you know to the extent anybody has any queries wants to pick our brain wants to flag anything to us then you know by all means do reach out to us um best best method is as ever shoespeakhr at shoesmiths.com um but um, other than that, thank you for listening uh, and we will look forward to um, tackling the next topic. Mm-hmm.